We're testing the microphones. And sometimes I try to make a song when I'm testing here with Lauren. Yeah. Oh, there she is. <laughs> We're testing it right now. Testing. <laughs> testing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Today is Tuesday, January 8th, 2019, and you're listening to the official View News produced by View Mastery. I'm Greg Pollock. And I'm Lauren Ramirez. You can find links to all the stories we talk about in our weekly newsletter and on news.viewjs.org. If you're wondering what's coming up in the 2019 roadmap for View, you can check out the quarterly plan right now up on GitHub. Nice. What's in store for Q1? Well, it looks like Q1 will set up the RFC process for View 3.0. That's the request for comments process. Should be a lively discussion. Yeah. Also, the 3.0 runtime and compiler are on the slate for Q1, as well as server-side rendering, automated benchmarking, migration of View 2.0 tests, CLI 4, and a 3.0 alpha release. An alpha by the end of the quarter. Sweet. Yeah, and I was surprised to see that the official 3.0 release is scheduled for the end of Q2. Wow, I thought it might be later in the year, but that's great to hear. Definitely check out the roadmap if you want to read more about what the core team has on its plate. The 2018 JavaScript Rising Stars report is out, which compares the number of stars added on projects in the last 12 months. This is my disclaimer that Rising Stars on GitHub is only one metric of a thousand that could be used to measure the health of a project. And now that that's out of the way, what did it find? Vue got 45,000 stars in the last 12 months, followed by React with 34,000, VS Code with 25,000, and Dino with 22,000. Um, what is Dino? I haven't heard of it. Me neither. Apparently, it's a program for executing JavaScript and TypeScript outside of the web browser created by Ryan Dahl as an alternative to using Node. Except with more security. Yeah. When it comes to Node.js frameworks, Next.js, the React framework had 13,000 stars, while Nux.js, the Vue framework, had 9,000 stars. And then Nest, the Scala framework, had 8,000 stars. <laughs> Wait a second. There's Next, Nuxt, and <laughs> Nest? <laughs> uh, where's the Angular framework, and what would it be called? Uh, Nast. T? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. In the Vue ecosystem, the Vue Element admin got 17,000 stars, followed by Element with 12,000 stars, ViewPress with 10,000 stars, Vue CLI with 10,000 stars, and then Nux with 9,000 stars. Oh, it's interesting to see the most popular Vue projects. Yeah, definitely check out the longer list if you're interested in these. You know how products or movies often have ratings out of five stars? And if a rating is 4.2 stars, you'll see 4.2 out of five stars highlighted in yellow. Yeah. In reviews, that's often the measure. I bring it up because Jonathan Doran recently had to implement this. And since he couldn't find a library that did what he wanted, he built one from scratch using Vue and SVGs. Wow. From scratch using SVGs? There's got to be a lot of math going on there. Yeah. Check out his article if you like math and want to learn how he created the five-star rating library. At some point, we all have to deal with the designing and sending of emails when building web applications. Unless we leave that to the backend developers and designers, designing responsive emails that look nice in every email client is hard. True, which is why I was happy to see how Terrence Besman generates his emails using Vue, an MJML, a framework that makes responsive email easy to create using components. Nice. And how does he send the emails exactly from the front end? He uses a Nuxt app that generates HTML on the back end and calls out to the mailer server to send the email. That makes sense. Often the best way to learn advanced coding concepts is to try to code one yourself. Like what? Like coding a virtual DOM. Whoa. 
Wouldn't that be really complicated? Everything is hard until it's easy. And Jason Yu recently had a talk in a blog post where he walks through how to build your own simple virtual DOM. He shows how you might create your own create element function to create virtual DOM nodes, your own render function to render the virtual nodes into DOM nodes, a mount function to insert those nodes into the DOM at a mounting point, and a diff function so you can patch the DOM as needed. Wow, sounds exactly like what Vue does. Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's fun to combine your passions when you're learning, and if you're just getting started with Vue and you love music, I want to let you know about Jack Harrington's YouTube videos where he ports a front-end drum machine from React to Vue from scratch. Mm, Sounds like fun. Well, actually, it sounds like drums in the end. (laughs) True. In case you have any friends who need convincing that 2019 is the year to learn Vue, Ross Koffenberger wrote up a post on seven reasons to learn Vue. Anything new? Well, he mentions that Vue has no build step, it has a world-class CLI, a friendly learning curve, a solid ecosystem, the Vue instance is awesome, Vue 3 is landing this year, it has an amazing community, and it's just plain fun. I like that last one. A framework needs to be fun if you want people adopting it. When it comes to static content, like writing blog posts, I prefer to write Markdown. Yeah, it's the coder-friendly way to write copy. And last week, Anthony Gore wrote up an article showing how you might start using Nux to create a blog, which reads Markdown files for posts. Thank you for listening to the official Vue News podcast. Be sure to tune in every week for the latest news in the Vue community. 